There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM. Alex O'Shea. What a thing to win. The... Swedish Arctic Ultra Marathon. There's an old question. Why do people do this? Because they can. Is that why you did it? Good morning. Um, yeah, I suppose one thing just leads to another. Ten years ago, I ran in my full fire gear in Cork City Marathon, broke the Guinness World Record, and people said, what are we going to do next? And I hadn't a clue. I and it you. just opened. It opened the doors of opportunity. Um, people said to me, you know, you could run for Ireland if you put your mind to it. And I was thinking, you know, running for Ireland is running around a track, um, you know, track races, athletics and marathon maybe. And they were like, no, you can do 50K, 100K, 24-hour events. And I've been very fortunate. I've gone on to represent Ireland five times between 100K and 24-hour. I've ran in Russia I've ran one of the hardest races in the world in Greece, and now I've gone to the Arctic. I remember you doing that one in the, in the marathon, and now that I know who I have, I, I remember it, full fire gear on a June day. Which is harder, yeah. full fire gear or a June day, or what you've just been through? Well, I suppose the fire gear was harder at the time because it was it was going from nothing to a, an absolute huge step up like for me going to the Arctic, um, I knew how to run. I've ran a lot of long distance events. I've been able to push my body. So I suppose I went mentally prepared. Um, I'd never been in that environment before. So there was a lot of new things, but I was, I knew I was very capable of dealing with them. Yeah. It's five days. And yeah, yeah, the temperatures were getting down in. They got down in January to minus forty. That's cool. Yeah, I suppose most mornings we started like the temperatures are getting quite high out there now. So like most mornings we started at about minus seven, and it could feel anything down to minus fifteen with the wind chill. Right. Um, and then different days brought different experiences. Like we had days where we ran across frozen lakes and in around a bit of forestry. We had a mountain day where we went over a mountain. Um, I suppose one thing very funny was we were told in the race briefing that they employ some of the, the local indigenous people, the Sami, to help out. Mm. Um, and they're part of the safety network along the course for us. And the Sami have something like a 100 different words for snow. <laughs> And we and we and we discovered why we went we we ran through 
what we consider snow in Ireland. We ran through snow that was like so fine. It was like running through sand on a beach. We ran through snow that resembled flour. We really? ran through, you know, it it was just, yeah, when we went up over the mountain, it, it's so windswept up there. Um, the snow there was just drifting along like as if you were down on a, a beach on a winter's day with the wind blowing the snow across your feet, as in the sand on a beach. It was just so, so dry, so, so fine. And then other days you were in sticky snow and you had these special snowshoes like tennis rackets and they were picking up the snow, but they were also stopping you from sinking through it. Mm -hmm. um, and for some people, they brought a lot of problems with blisters and took skin off people's heels. And uh, and, and then, in between, you're not going back to a nice hotel, you're camping. Yeah, the first the first night was kind of the shock to the system. We were put out into these teepee tents, and it felt like that they were shaking the tent. It felt like we were in a violent storm. The wind was just hitting it, and it was really quite cold. So nobody nobody got much sleep the first night. Um, luckily, I I had a company Thermarest supplied supplied me with a minus thirty sleeping bag to keep me warm. Mm. So I was I was lovely. I, I was quite warm and cozy, but. You just wake up in the morning totally sleep deprived, but you're excited, you're full of energy, you make your breakfast, your breakfast is, it's like making a, a cup of soup, you just add boiling water into your porridge or into your meals, right. they're kind of like space age meals, mm -hmm. and you're, you're trying to balance your calories knowing that you can't possibly get enough calories in, Yeah, that you're going to, you know, you're running, running in those conditions, and you're running roughly a marathon a day, isn't it, roughly a standard marathon a day? Yeah, it balanced, it balanced out at a marathon a day. Um, the last day was quite short, and then we had one day where we did a marathon and a half. <laughs> you need a lot of calories in the system for that. And being cold yeah. and trying to keep your body warm, that burns calories in itself. So how do you keep, how do you keep your nutrition up? Um, well, like for me, because I'd done so many long races, I was kind of working off 3,500 calories a day and I was taking the majority of my calories were breakfast and dinner dessert when I got back to camp. Um, I was only taking maybe 700 calories during the day when I was actually performing, whereas other people were taking the majority of their calories during the day. Um, I wasn't, like for me, food wasn't a luxury item. It was fuel. Mm. So I bought, you know, I had these meals where you add hot water for nighttime. And during the day, I had some powder carbohydrate in my bottle. Um, you know, special bottles. They're like a cycling bottle, but they're twice as thick. They're yeah. insulated and they still froze at times. So every time I drank, every time I drank out of it, I would blow the hot air from my mouth back in to try help it not freeze. So you, you just learn learn these little things as you go along. We really have no idea of the endurance. Now, not only did you not win, you won by some distance. Now you won it by some distance. Oh, like I think I think um part of it was, you know, there there's amazing people out there. Like first and foremost, everyone goes there to survive it. And I was no different. But when I went out on day one um, I found myself kind of joint leader for a while. Then I slipped back into second place. But the other lad, he kind of, he, he went off, towards the end, he went off really fast. And I kind of felt, you know, there's no point chasing him. We've, this is multiple days. 
And in hindsight, I think age kind of prevailed, a bit of wisdom. He was, you know, he was 15 years younger than me. He got a bit carried away and he ended up with a small injury that was to affect the total yeah. outcome of his race. And I think I had a, a bit of wisdom by not running the last yeah. bit of that section so quick. Yeah. Is there a bit of a tortoise in the hair involved in this, Alex, that, you know, can, sometimes there, there you just have be. to go along and slowly, slowly, slowly you'll get there? There can be because, like, I suppose, like, people will look at me and they'll say, oh, well, he won the race. Well, I'll also turn around and say, okay, there was days where I was on my feet for 10 hours. There was days that other people were on their feet for nearly 20. Mm. You know, there, there's, there's more than one story that comes from these events. There's people that just went out and every day, like, if I, if I won, if I won a stage or came second, I came in and I basically got the best tent or the best hunting lodge. You know, I got to light the fire, keep it going, boil the water, make my food, dry my clothes. The later you came in, you still had all that to do. Yeah. You still had to go to the toilet. You still had to dress your feet. Um, you They were running in more dark. So they had far harder experience in this race than I did. And, the, and these were, were these, well, clearly not by the sounds of it, as experienced as you, or what? What? How? What experience did you bring to this that made you put you so ahead of the field? Um, like I suppose, like first of all, there was four people from Ireland went over. You'd Will, you'd Bobby, you'd Olivia, and myself. Um, thankfully, they all finished. Um, I suppose we all went there with different goals um like if you had asked me beforehand are you going out to win i would have said no i was going out to push myself if that put me in a position where i was going to be a contender i would view things a little bit differently um after day two i was really fortunate that i had a two-hour lead um and when i went into the long day the 65k Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I was a few kilometers into the race. I looked over my shoulder and James from the UK was there and I just dropped back and me and James ran the whole long day side by side having a chat and that would have been an experience that I would have lost 
if I had raced him that day so hard, you know, you, you don't get to see as much when you're concentrating on racing. So like Cork City Marathon, I tell everyone, the fun isn't up the front. The winner lifts the trophy, but the fun is in the middle and the back. Yeah. Like you run with the pacers in the middle of Cork City Marathon, the chat they'll have with you and the crack they'll have with you, this is the same. The guys in the middle of this event were running in groups and they were sharing the experience. The person out the front is running a very lonely, solitary race mm -hmm. and it, beco it becomes very much a race. So I, I got really fortunate that when I did the mountain section, I really worked really, really hard. And by the end of that day, I was two hours clear of the field. Mm. So the next day I was able to run with someone and uh, share the experience, which was absolutely brilliant. And it's an overall timed event, isn't it? Yeah, they, they basically... They basically add my time from every day and um, calculate it. Um, there was a funny story, actually, when we got to the finish line, um, myself and uh, James, uh, sorry, myself and George from the UK, yeah. we crossed the line together and we, we toasted a, a mineral at the end. And uh, when we were taken back to our accommodation that day, they had a minibus coming in and out. And he said... Um, We'll have to try get in and watch the match. He was a rugby fan as well, and Ireland were playing first. Yeah. And then, obviously, uh, England was playing later. So we we got we got back into the finishing area, a small little village. They had a bar. We asked, could we put on the match? And your man said, if we know how to do it. So we were trying to stream phones to connect it to TVs, <laughs> everything you could imagine, and we couldn't we couldn't possibly get it working. So in the end, you had an Irishman, an Englishman sitting in a bar in the Arctic Circle with the Englishman's dad FaceTimed us with his phone pointing at a telly in the UK. And every time something would happen, I would message my son and I would say, what happened? Why did he get sent off? And he'd be messaging me back. Oh, dad, the ref warned him three times. He didn't step back. So, you know, it was just you know, one of these funny little moments. Brilliant. Absolutely. So you you... That, so you have an, an English fella and an Irish fella sitting in a <laughs> sitting in a bar in the middle of nowhere, trying to watch yeah. Wales, <laughs> Ireland, Ireland versus Wales by remote and an control, man, effectively. Uh, an Englishman sending us the feed from England. <laughs> oh, that's the best. And the commentary the coming best. from Ireland. That's the best ever. So, what's next for you now, other than arrest? Um. Yeah. It's uh, back on shift in the fire station tomorrow. Um, and yeah, I'll be looking definitely at doing uh, something cold again. Um, I've got a, I've got a brother that uh, does a bit of rowing and in the back of his head, he'd love to get one of those rowboats and uh, specialized rowboats and do one of those big rowing events where you row across one of the oceans. And I said, yeah, count me in. If, if that becomes a reality, I'd be up for it. But mm. um in terms of me, a solo project, um, you know, I, I would certainly look at um, the possibility of trying to get to the North Pole or something like, you know, it might require might require a lot of research, yeah. but I wouldn't rule it out. Um, is that the maddest organized race in the world, though, the one you've just done? Or is there another one that you say, OK, I'm going to give this a lash now? Yeah, there is. A, there is like the one the one I did, like they call it a race. Yet, I suppose 
you could describe it as a cross between a race and an expedition because mm. you don't just race, you have to live it and you have to prepare your food. But yes, you are in a very safe environment. Um, like they tell you that it's, you know, the safest cold race in the world, that they can get you anywhere on the course within 30 minutes. They have water stations every 10 kilometers um, and they have fully trained doctors on the course. Uh, oh, yeah. One of the doctors had trained in uh, CUH. Um, yeah, she's actually an English lady, but she had trained here in CUH. The world is um, only a village, my man. It's only a village. Oh, completely. Um, so I met athletes from all over the world that are all, and we were all sitting at the table on the last night we had a dinner together. And for some of us, that's when we only really got to talk to each other because like the top three athletes go into one hut, the next three or four go into another hut. So the people in the middle of the pack never actually spoke to the guys up the front and down the back because we came in at different times. We were in bed. We were, you know, so it was only at the very start and the very end you see everyone. Wow. Um, and we all, we all have that question. What are we doing next? Yeah. And everyone, you know, everyone is thinking. So I suppose it's have a few days get build the body back up like at the moment a lot of people are coming home with blisters and yeah are you are you all uh, cut and bruised and blistered or what i'll have to go on amazon i want to get off the when i get off the call and order two toenails i'd say but um <laughs> other than that i'm good <laughs> you're a tough man and back when are you back on shift the fire brigade uh tomorrow tomorrow right. yeah I, I i actually actually you're actually back in cork now are you yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I'm living in West Cork, right. well, so uh, I have to go. I have to go get a haircut and a shave today because the beard doesn't go down well in the <laughs> fire station. <laughs> well, but, good uh, luck with that. Well, ne well needed. All right, listen. Good luck with that, and congratulations on the win. And I, I love the way you just talk it through as if it was the most normal thing in the world. Well, I suppose, like. Like there's there's times when there's times when you feel it is, and there's times that you recall things as if you're looking through someone else's eyes watching it. All right, it's 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 a bit strange. Okay, well, congratulations but, um, to you one, once again. Yeah. And I just I just want to give um I just want to give a big shout out as well to Will, Bobby, and Olivia, the rest of the Irish team. They did an amazing job. They got to they got to complete their goal. They got to the finish. And thanks to uh, my wife Audrey and the kids for supporting me from home. All right, and Alex O'Shea, uh, Cork firefighter and winner, not just take part in, winner of the Swedish Arctic Ultra Marathon. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Well done. Corks 96 FM.